Welcome to the Rescue Church Podcast. Our desire is to see every person find a life full of freedom and purpose through Jesus. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Enjoy. I was thinking earlier, obviously 9-11 comes to mind for me in terms of nationwide situation going down, but that didn't affect globally, you know, not all parts of the globe. And uh, this is just such uncharted territory, but not for God. And that's kind of what we want to speak on a little bit this morning. I do think it's a little comical how we all have become infectious disease experts in just a week's time. And, uh, you know, one circle is all about social distancing and self-quarantining. The other is, you know, we're not going to let this stop us. You know, we're going to do our thing. We want to flatten the curve while you're washing in your hands and you're, and you're buying all the toilet paper. I went to Costco earlier this week uh, against my better judgment. I went, and y'all, it was like Black Friday in March. There was a line to get in the building before the doors even opened, and it was all about toilet paper. I don't understand, man, but it's crazy. And um, I alluded to this on social media earlier this week, this balance between faith and fear. And if you're a believer watching this, I've had some conversations with friends who kind of were in the camp of, I see everyone else with this big faith, and I'm over here like secretly scared to death, like panicking, but I don't even know that I can share that. What do you do with that? And, mm-hmm. and then you kind of got this, like I've got this blind faith and I'm disregarding all the information and I'm dis- disregarding it's all the media, you know, and there's certainly an aspect to that. Um, so what, what do you do with this, this tension, this balance of blind faith or just faith in general and fear? And, one of the places that we kind of wanted to start at and which really helps unpack why we're meeting online today and not meeting together in our space is because first peter 2 13 through 15 says in order to honor the lord you must respect and defer to the authority of every human institution whether it be the highest ruler or the governors that he puts in place to punish lawbreakers and to praise those who do what's Right, And so in this whole just conversation of faith versus fear, faith over fear, uh, the first thing I kind of want to share with you is that faith does not ignore authorities. And be it our, you know, a commander in chief, President Trump, or our local governor, uh, they release ordinances, right, that there should be no social gatherings over 100 people. And then even for Durham Public Schools to come back and completely close for the next three weeks. We're going to honor that. Do we? Does that mean we don't trust God, that we don't believe God is our healer and our protector and our refuge? Does that mean we're not walking, uh, we're walking by a sight, not faith? Does that mean that? No, not at all. It just means that we have faith, but our faith doesn't ignore authorities in our life. Yeah, and also huh. faith doesn't ignore wisdom, and right. we... Um, definitely believe that that goes hand in hand with not ignoring our authorities. We yeah. use our wisdom that God has put, <clears throat> excuse me, God has put certain people um, yeah. over our states and our cities and our country for a reason, and we won't ignore the wisdom that God is giving them, and yeah. then we will use our wisdom to obey that. Um, wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, 
let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily Mm. entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. There are people, many people who have gone before us in this, and they know much more than we know. And we're going to honor that. We're going to honor God with wisdom. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to kind of talk about Abraham yep. and him being the, the father of faith. Yep. And, and even in that, like to know, as we read in Psalm 23 earlier, that God is with us. Yeah. But what I love about Hebrews 12, one is it also affirms that there are literally men and women of faith, not just the legends that we talk about, yeah. right? But men and women of faith mm-hmm. who are literally surrounding us and cheering us on in this race yeah. and, this race is difficult, right? There's turns, there's obstacles in the way, not even talking about the, the virus that's going around, but just our life in general. Isn't it such an encouraging thought to know we're not by ourselves? And as Brooke said, man, like we're going to lean into Abraham. And if there's one word that defines his life, it is faith. Yeah. If you grew up in church, especially in, in the South, I know that you learned Father Abraham. And I'm going to spare you uh, the example, but I know you know it. And, and if you have kids right now watching this or later you're watching this, it would be really cool if you taught them that song if by chance they don't know it already. But Abraham is literally known as the father of faith. And here's the distinction that we want to make. I think you should have blind faith. But I don't think that means blind faith like ignores and is irresponsible. So like if my kids who love to go outside, they love to play outside, trampoline, um, play baseball, like whatever it is. They were like, they love to go hiking. They love going outside. So if they came to me and was like, Dad, I want to go outside. But I knew down the road there was a pack of rabid dogs, right? A little extreme, but just listen to the point I'm trying to make. If I knew that, but I disregarded that because I'm like, you know what? You guys are protected. You're good. Go outside and play. Even if nothing happened, if you found out about that, you would think I was a pretty irrational irresponsible father to allow my kids to go into that danger. So the fact that I'm using wisdom to make a decision doesn't diminish my faith and belief that, that God is with us. And even with Abraham's life, if you look across the course of his life from the moment God shows up and calls him until the moment that some of this is beginning to be fulfilled, we see blind faith in this, in this regard, not that it's irresponsible, but even when I don't see it, I still trust. Yeah. Like even when things aren't the way I thought they were, even when I don't have the confidence, the full confidence, I'm still trusting. And here's what it is. I'm okay knowing later. So much of what Abraham ended up doing was, I don't understand everything. I don't even know if I have all the confidence in all of this, but I'm still going to choose to have faith and trust. And so ultimately, Abraham's life shows us how to respond when we don't fully understand what God is doing. And so a lot of what we're saying today is in response, yes, to the immediate situation around us. But it's such so much bigger than that. It's, it's our entire life, that believing and trusting that God is at work and still believing and trusting even when I don't fully see and understand. And so in Genesis chapter 15, at this point, God has already showed up to Abram. He's already given him the promise that you're going to have a son and I'm going to make you the father of many nations. The promise has been delivered. But in verse 2, Abram is at the point. He says, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me? 
since I still remain childless. Like, God, you promised me this. I trusted you, but I don't see it. When are you going to come through? When are you going to be who you said you were going to be? When are you going to do what you said you were going to do? And no doubt we've all been in a place where we've wondered, we've questioned God on this. He continues to say that, Who will inherit my estate? Eleazar, my servant, my chief of state? You have given me no children, so my servant will be my heir. And then this is what God says in response. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, Oh, no, no, this man will not be your heir. A son is coming from your own body who will be your heir. In other words, God's saying, Hey, don't think that I'm doing anything less than what I said I was going to do. And so the dilemma here for God is that Abraham doesn't see it. And and maybe your dilemma in in the situation that we're in right now with coronavirus or, or something else in your life, like you don't see it, you don't understand it. And here's the thing is like, what is your faith going to become when you don't see what you thought it was supposed to be like or like a few weeks ago when our trailer was stolen that was an ultimate test of our faith what is faith if it's not tested so abraham doesn't see it god is in a position where he's saying i'm going to do this and even though you don't see it even though you don't understand it even though it might not feel like it it's coming yeah. so god then says you know what i'm going to try to help you see it and god does that so much in our lives To continue in this passage, he says, He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. So blind faith isn't so much about being irresponsible. Blind faith is really just about trusting when you can't see. Yeah. It's really important we make that distinction. Yeah, for sure. You want to go ahead? Mm -hmm. You want me to keep going? Okay, cool. So faith is, write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. Faith is trusting God even when it's not on your timeline. Mm -hmm. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. But friends, we have to understand and believe this. Faith is trusting God even when it's not on your timeline. In this particular instance, what sense does it make for Abraham to have a son after his reproductive organs were no longer firing on all cylinders, if you know what I'm saying. Like, my man is old, and we'll talk more about that in just a second. It doesn't make much sense for God to do this in a delayed way, right? I think back to Jesus and Lazarus. When Jesus showed up to the scene after his friend Lazarus had been dead, this is Jesus, the Son of God, heals the blind, makes the lame walk, and is about to make the dead come to life, but no one else really knows that except him, although people know that he can heal. They know he has the power. You would think as soon as he catches word, which he does, while Lazarus is still alive, that he would like just like transport, like, psh, like transports there. He's doing like that's what kind of what you would think. That's what you would expect. But they couldn't see it. And in fact, when he arrives arrived to the scene three days after the fact of Lazarus being dead. He's greeted with, Jesus, you're too late. And, and maybe you haven't said those words specifically. I know we've felt those before. Jesus, you're too late. Mm-hmm. Jesus, the coronavirus is here. Schools are shutting down. There's, there's, there's teachers in the triangle right now who just got tested positive. Like, you're too late. Jesus, 
The miracle didn't come. The breakthrough didn't come. The restoration didn't come. The answer to my prayer didn't come. The promotion didn't come. Jesus, you're too late. It's, it's not how you would plan it, how you would orchestrate it. I remember as a kid growing up, and um, we were, I was like probably 10, and we went up to Pennsylvania on a family vacation, and my uncle decided to come back down the Blue Ridge Parkway. And I don't know if you've ever been on the Blue Ridge Parkway. It is like one of the most breathtaking, beautiful scenic routes you can take all through the mountains. And here's the deal, though. As you're driving down the mountain ranges, about every hundred, couple hundred yards, there's a pull-off where you can get out, look at the mountain. You can drive a few hundred yards down the road and look at it from a different vantage point. But after a while, friends, all these mountains look the same. Like, I don't care your different elevation, but like I, I can see the peak, I can see the trees, I can see the sculpt, you know, the sculpting of how it's laid out. It, it, it was kind of cool for like the first 10 minutes to me as a 10-year-old, but I just wanted to get home. I didn't care about the journey. My uncle wanted to, he cared about the journey. He cared about taking in the details. He wanted to observe everything, but it was, I wanted to rush through it. I was ready to get home. But now as an adult, telling her, man, I would love to take that drive. I would love to go get every couple hundred yards, get out, take a picture, drive a couple hundred yards, take another picture. Because I understand things more of a different perspective now. And all I'm trying to tell you in that is like just because you don't see it currently where you are, your current circumstance, because you don't have the proper vantage point and perspective that God does, man, don't rush this. Don't do what Abraham does next. Taking matters into yeah, yeah. yeah Ab- I, in text, his name's still Abram yeah. at this point, um, and he takes matters into his own hands. In um, Genesis sixteen one through two, it says, "Now, I always call it Sarai yeah. or Sarai yeah. um, because her name eventually gets changed as well." But yeah. um, Abraham or Abram's wife had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Yeah. Abram agreed to what Sarai had said. So faith is trusting God even when it doesn't make sense. Yeah. In this circumstance, in this point in text, it didn't make sense. Their organ systems weren't really yeah. working. Their reproductive system wasn't particularly working. And they were ready to have that promise. I mean, if God makes a promise to you, you want it immediately. You don't want to wait the one year, 10 years, Mm -hmm. 50 years. There's many times in scripture that God causes us to wait. That just seems to be his second nature is waiting, is developing patience within us. And in this sense, they said, no, we're going to take it into our own hands. If you've promised it, we should already have it by now. And so at this point, Abraham is 99 years old. Sarah is 89 years old. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. So that that trusting God, we have to do that even when it doesn't make sense. If he's made a promise, that promise will come to pass. Right. We've had to learn that a lot these last couple of weeks with our church, with the trailer being stolen, with this virus coming around, um, all yeah. these things is... There's a promise on this table for Rescue Church, for the Durham community, for the people around us. And we trust that that's coming to pass, even when it doesn't make sense, even when all of our equipment is gone, even when our building space has closed down. These things don't make sense, but there is a promise on the table that our God has given us, and it will come to pass. 
um, Genesis. Before you go there real quick, just understanding too that Abraham and taking that into his own hands with Hagar yeah. produced a lot of hardship and complications. God redeemed that in a lot of ways, but... Plan A would have been plan so a, much better. Plan A, the best plan, right? And so and when it doesn't make sense, when it's not on your timeline, when you don't have perspective, don't force it. Trust. Blind, blind faith is not irresponsibility. Blind faith is trusting even when you can't see it. Yeah. Right, so now you keep that. going. Yep. Yeah, Genesis 18, 10 through 14. This particular part is probably my favorite in this whole con or whole text. It says, Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Mind you, she's he has already slept with Hagar. He's already yeah. born a son, but that wasn't good enough. And God was saying to them, no, that wasn't my plan. That is not how you will become the father of many nations. I have a plan yeah. and you have to trust it's it. Good. And so they continue to say, now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Mm. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, well, will I really have a child now that I am this old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'm certain. I love reading this because I'm certain that when she laughed, she didn't think the Lord was listening to her yeah. because he was talking with her husband. But I definitely believe that God also had that aerial view and he was looking mm. down on both of them. And he did. He heard her and he looked at his, at Abraham and said, why? Why did your wife laugh? Does she not believe that I can do anything? Yeah. Does she not believe that nothing is too hard for me? It's good. Um, and he says, I will return to you at the appointed time next year. Yeah. And Sarah will have a son. Man, we believe God steps in at the appointed time. Yeah. Even last week we were talking about all the things that happened and transpired with the trailer and all the things mm -hmm. that really didn't have to happen because insurance, we could have had the right amount of insurance. And if we would have, we never would have needed God's hand to step in to yeah. our church and do the things that he did. But the reality was there were some very gray areas in our insurance policy and it made room where it was either God or bust yeah. for our church. And I love that he yeah. stepped in at the appointed time. Just this week, our president has declared that today will be National Prayer Day because there is an expectation that our God will step in at the appointed time on this nation. And he already is. He's already before us in that. But yeah. as a nation, today we will step out and we will pray that he'll step in in this appointed time. And that's it's exactly good. what the scripture says. It's good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and here's the deal with this path, this particular passage too, is I think it shows us a little bit of um, able to relate to it. I can say it that way. Yeah. Because they see the promise of God. Just try to picture this in your own life. Okay. You see the promise of God for your life and all the good things that God brings but then you see the reality of your life. And they're faced with faith in what they can't see 
and the facts that they have. Yeah. How many times have we allowed facts to dismantle our faith? Mm. Right? Yeah. But also understanding that God gave us logic and a brain for a reason. That's right. So faith isn't the absence of fear or the absence of facts. Faith is made strong in the presence of facts right. and fear. And then you look at Abram, who's 99, Sarah, who's 89. They've been, they've been waiting on this promise from God for years. Yeah. Some of you are like, there's, I, I know there's people watching right now that are in the same, like literally in the same boat as Abram. Like you're praying for a child. You've been waiting for a child. You've gone through agonizing pain. Like I, I, I get it. I, I, I don't understand. Is like I haven't walked through that, but I see the pain. I see the hurt. And even if it's not a physical child, some of you have been praying so hard for a miracle as precious as a child, a miracle that uh, an opportunity. Yeah. That you've waited and waited and waited. And some of you are just, just talking about our current situation with COVID nineteen running rampant. Like faith, fear, facts is all kind of. How do we under, how do we under, how do we walk through this? Like, what do we do with it? And I want to point you specifically to this moment in Abraham's life, where his faith—he's trusting God, but he doesn't ignore the facts of where they are. Yeah. Yes, Sarah laughed, but I understand why she laughed, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm not human enough to not understand why she laughed. But yeah. here was the difference. Here was the turning point. And this is like the most crucial point of this message here today. Abraham, despite being 99 years old, when God fulfilled his promise, a long time to wait, it says this in Romans 4, 18, verse 21, or verse 18, excuse me. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations. That's our biggest prayer for you and our nation today. That against all hope, against all hope, you would still in hope believe, persevere. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be, verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was good as dead. Yeah. Without weakening his faith, without replacing his faith, without you know diminishing his faith, he faced the fact that his body was good as dead since he was about to be 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his face and gave glory to God. Like, okay, there, there's, there's something, if you allow me to preach for just a second on this live stream, if there's something in your life that you believe to be dead, you believe the timing to be too late, it's over. It's, it's too, like you can't go back, right? Abraham realized that my body is good as dead. We, the, our prime is past us. Sarah's, she's past her ability to give a natural birth, to even get pregnant, to even conceive. At this point, who knows? They might not even actually be able to physically be intimate with one another. Like all bets are off. We don't, it's impossible, we thought it was dead, yet God, yet Abraham did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God. 
And here's the like the verse I want to highlight. Verse 21, being fully persuaded that God has power to do what he had promised. Yeah. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. That's our hope and prayer for you. Not that you would have this blind, ignorant, irresponsible faith. No, no, no. A faith that listens to authority. A faith that heeds wise counsel and wisdom. And the wisdom that we're pulling from today in terms of service would be our government officials, our medical professionals, the medical professionals we have in our church. But I'm talking about the wisdom and the counsel from legends of faith like Abraham who would lean into you and say, hey, trust in God even when you can't see it, even when it's not on your timeline, even when it doesn't make sense. Don't ignore the facts, but here it is. Be fully persuaded to have to act in light of the facts, right? So here's the reality, but, I, but I'm going to choose to act and respond in light of it rather than retreat yeah. and, and be wavering in what I believe. And so this is not the hand uh, that, we were, that we wanted, but it's the hand that we've been dealt. And this is something that we've learned for a long time. But specifically over these past month and a half. This is our life. I'm going to say it to you. One more, I've said it a lot. I'm going to say it one more time. Two things. The church isn't a building. That's right. It's not a gathering. We canceled a service, not a church. We're still the church. And we're going to respond that way. We're going to love and serve one another. We're going to love and serve God. And we're going to love and serve our neighbor. That's what we're here to do. We're going to continue to do that. We're going to be innovative in our ways and how we do that. Okay. Secondly is you cannot control what happens to you. In most circumstances, but you absolutely can't control how you respond. Yeah. All right. So here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to throw our hands up and add to the panic. Yes. We're not going to be ignorant. We're not going to be irresponsible. Yesterday, I went to Duke Regional Hospital and prayed, but your boy didn't go in the hospital. Come on. I, I stayed outside the hospital and walked around it like Joshua in the walls of Jericho. I wasn't trying to make the walls come down, but I was trying to supernaturally partner with God to claim back a territory that the enemy is trying to advance on. I'm trying to pray for protection for our nurses and our physicians and our paramedics. And so many of you partnered with me on that because that is what we do as believers. Mm-hmm. I'm not being ignorant. But I am pressing forward. I am trusting God, and I'm encouraging you to do the same. In light of the facts, a lot of us have been hurting and scared. Our world is scared. Just watch the media for five minutes, or better not, maybe don't watch the media you know, more than five minutes at a time. I consume it in very small doses. But A.W. Tozer said this, A scared world needs a fearless church. Yeah. A scared world needs a fearless church church a scared city needs a fearless church a scared community needs a fearless church and friends we're going to be a fearless church not because we're ignoring the facts but in light of the facts we're going to respond not because we're being ignorant and irresponsible but just because we can't see it we're going to trust god and believe god and we're going to be fully persuaded that god will do what he said he will do that's right that's how we're going to choose to respond. And I'm going to encourage you and ask you to join us on that. And I want to share with you two ways that I know for a fact that we're already moving in this direction. And you're going to see more over the coming days. Now, what I know about this whole epidemic has been 
is that it changes day by day. Yeah. So what I don't want to do is rush to make a decision of any kind until we get more understanding of the situation. Um, but there are some things that we can do right now with what we know right now. And here's the first one. Yesterday I went to Joe Van Gogh downtown at the, the Broad Street location, 1104 Broad Street, and went to their staff and said, hey, our church wants to come in and serve those who serve. Here's what we're thinking. We'd like to preload a card where any medical professional, anyone that has a medical ID badge, could come in, show you that ID, and get free coffee. I can't go serve beside them in their line of work. I can pray for them. This is how I want to physically support them. Can we do this? And they agreed. So right now at Joe Van Gogh at 1104 Broadtrick, which is kind of in between Duke University Hospital and Duke Regional, any medical professional can go in there, show them their ID badge, and receive a free cup of coffee from us to say, hey, God loves you, we love you, and we're so thankful for you. That is one small way that we're going to continue. I need your help to get that word out. There's videos all over social media. Please share them. If you know medical professionals in this area that are within, obviously, driving distance of that coffee shop, please encourage them. Like, if the card runs out, we'll reload it. Like, we want the card to run out. So please help us share this. And the second one is the DPS Foundation, which helps fund organizations like Bull City Schools, uh, which we've partnered with. We have Principal James Hopkins of Lakewood Elementary come out to our one-year celebration to share uh, the impact that we're having together. So this organization serves the marginalized and the underserved classes and people of our city, specifically people who are not going to get the same help that a lot of us are going to get. They're not going to have access to a lot of the same resources that we have. You know that DPS canceled school for at least three weeks. A large population, specifically in Lakewood, of those kids depend on those free meals, two out of the three meals a day. That's now gone. So DPS is, I love this, they're literally using their transportation, their school buses, to deliver food to these families. And so the DPS Foundation is accepting monetary donations, especially as more cases come. Uh, it's going to reduce the, uh, the ability for us to go out ourselves. Um, you may have read that today, Harris Teeter, Walmart, Wegmans, all the big grocery store chains are even closing earlier in order to allow for more time for cleaning. So access to these things for the general public is going to be less and less. But through the government, they have um, not only do they have more access, but they're having things brought to them. And so the funding helps purchase these things. And so uh, in just a few moments, I'm going to drop a link in the comments to where you can donate to that if you choose so. Uh, but also we can donate through Rescue. So if you give to Rescue today, rescuechurchnc.com, you can make a notation on what you give to go towards that or to go towards the coffee fund for the nurses and the doctors. Um, we can do that as well, and you have the ability to do that. Um, but that's just two ways that we're going to respond and we're going to continue and there's other things that we're working out but also like i said being uh respectful and 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 just looking at the the severity of what's going on and trying to make um well-informed decisions not rushed reactions okay that's where we are right now but um beyond that man like let's keep our faith not ignorant but focused 
even though we can't see it, even though it doesn't make sense, even though it may not be our timeline, we are fully persuaded to trust God through this. And Absolutely. and with this filter here, man, like I want you to be safe. We're praying protection for your family. Psalm 91 has been the foundation of my prayers this whole week. I'm praying for you. I want you to know we're praying for you and your safety. Um, but then we're also looking at Galatians 6, 9. Don't grow weary in doing good. We don't want to stop. We believe God has equipped us and called us to partner with him for what he wants to do in this city. And what a better time for the church to respond than right now. Because the scared world needs a fearless church. Let's be a fearless church, right? Let's be a faith-filled church. That's right. All right? We love you guys so much. Um, you have anything else you want to say before we hop off? Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. um, don't feel guilty if you are anxious in this that God can handle that. Yep. God can handle all of our emotions. But in that, bring it to God, not to the media, that we're not going to keep our eyes on the news. We're going to keep our eyes on His Word, and we're going to stay encouraged, and we're going to keep our faith full. I looked at Josh just the other night, and yeah. I said, I, we do need to be informed. He's, he's told me that many times in our marriage because I hate the news, but we do need to be informed. We do need to be responsible, but my eyes will be in the word of God sure. more than it will be on the news. Yeah. And so we're going to make sure that that stays true for us. Yeah. And we pray that that stays true for you. I want to reiterate that verse that he was talking about. Psalm 91. It says, I will rest in the shadow of the almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone mm. is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him, for He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from the deadly disease. So he will cover so you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. And we yeah. believe that. Yeah. We believe that God has our nation. We believe that God is in control of this. And any anxiety that we feel from what the news is inducing in us, that the Word of God can come so and put guard against our heart, that helmet of salvation is so so important during this time. Put it on yeah. and put your eyes on the Word of God. So as we close this, we want to pray protection over yeah. you. Yep. Jesus, we love you. We love that you are in control, that you are God of this nation, that you are the king of our hearts, Jesus. And if people don't know you, God, I pray right now that they would stop where they are and that they would find who you are and that they would rest in the fact that you are Lord of Lords and that they would ask you to become Lord of their heart. God, we love you. We praise you. We pray protection over the people watching this video and the people that this, this video will reach. We pray protection over our nation, Jesus. Mm. We trust you. We place our trust in you, Jesus. We love you. We pray that everyone has a great week. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for joining in. Um, if you missed it at the beginning, uh, in the caption of this video is a digital connect card. You can let us know how we can pray for you. If you have a need or you know a need around you. Uh, another, I, I forgot to mention this. Another thing, uh, while we don't have a ton of, of the elder population in our church currently, uh, other than my grandma, what up, grandma? Although you're probably not watching this because you don't have the internet. Maybe she's with your mom. Maybe your she's with here. maybe she's with my mom. Yeah, I think my mom is in. So, um, but listen, the elderly, you know, obviously they're super susceptible to this situation. So, um, one of the ways that we love to help is if they need food or groceries, uh, we can order that and have it delivered to them, and it'd be really easy. But we can't meet a need if we don't know about a need. 
And so if we can't do it, I have a ton of networks that would love to help. So with that Digital Connect card, let us know. We can pray for you. And if you find out a need, that's a great place to drop that so that our church can respond. Um, other than that, man, we love you guys. We're praying for you. We'll be back here online for the, at least the next two weeks. But again, we're also still monitoring it day by day. So it could change. Just be, be praying for, for the whole situation. And if you guys need anything, let us know. We are here. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Join us each week here on the pod or live in Durham. Keep up with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Rescue Church NC.